Welcome back to After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. Alright guys, welcome back for another episode. Just going to be me today. Uh, today we got a big episode ahead of us. We're going to kind of be uh, previewing the draft lottery a little bit, especially for the Celtics. Uh, talking about the big Terry Rozier news, how he's basically gone. And that uh, possibility if the Knicks land the number one overall pick, they'll get a... Uh, they might trade it for Anthony Davis to the Pelicans. So we'll talk all about that. We're also going to talk about the lottery tomorrow and how it shook out. And, you know, some more news will come out. We'll definitely talk about that. And then my NFL power rankings. Uh, we're going to do that. I, you know, meant to put it into yesterday's episode. If you guys listened, if you haven't, I suggest listen to that after. But I was talking about it in there and I just said, you know what, I, I'm going to put it in this episode. So we're talking about that today. So first, we'll start with the uh, Terry Rozier news. So let's get to that. So there's a good chance if you're a diehard basketball fan or a diehard Celtics fan, you've heard the news that, you know, <sighs> Terry Rozier went on, like, get up and first take and talked a lot about his experience on the Celtics and said it just, you know, there, there were a lot of, uh, it was just a tough year. And he sacrificed his talent with Kyrie and Gordon Hayward and how he basically told us if there's uh, – if this Celtics team stays intact and changes are made, I might have to go. He uh, called himself a one of the best point guards in the league, and he deserves a starting role. Now, whoa, whoa, slow down. A lot of information. Uh, and do I believe Terry Rozier could be a starter? Yes. He's 6'1", 190 pounds, so obviously he's a little undersized. He's played for three years. He was a 16th overall pick in the 2015 draft. He's still young. You know, he just turned 25 58 days ago. So he's still young. Could he be a starting point guard right now? Yes, he could. I think he could go to a team, but he'd be bottom five, bottom six. I'd say he'd be a bottom seven point guard his first year. We saw we did it in the playoffs last year. Here were his stats this year coming off the bench. 79 games played. He only started 14, 22.7 minutes. She shot 39% from the field, shooting 35% from three. Making 78.9% of his free throws. Sorry, I'm going so slow. But 9 points per game with uh, 2.9 assists and 3.9 rebounds. So basically, this season put up 9, 9, 3, and 4 in 23 minutes. Listen, I think the guy can be a starter. But he the th- problem with Terry Rozier is he's inconsistent. He's pretty kind of inefficient. He's not a good defender, and he's a ball hog. He's not someone's gonna move the ball. He's an eh defender. Like point nine steals isn't bad. Like he's not horrible defensively, but he's not that great either. Um, you know, just really racks up those steals. Not not he doesn't even rack them up. But my my thing with Terry Rozier is, do I blame him for wanting to leave? No, I don't. He had to deal with that. He knows he can, you know, he's 25. This is a chance for him to, he, he didn't get the minutes he'd like in Boston, and he put up with a lot of stuff they didn't want to. And he sacrificed his talent to play with these guys who just complain, 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 and I don't blame him. I really don't. Now, where does this put the Celtics? The Celtics right now currently own the Sacramento picks. We have three first-round picks in what I think is an over-average draft class. Um, Sorry. Today, me and the tip-off were talking. Thomas Stapleton, and he said this draft class wasn't that great. Outside of Zion, RJ, and Jaw, it wasn't great. Now, I said, 
I think it's pretty good. I don't think it's going to be one of the best of all time. It's going to be up there. I think it's going to be very good. Now, me, if you know me, I overhype young talent. And I just can't help it. It's just part of my nature, and I try not to. But I really can't identify very many busts. Uh, I identified Mario Zonia. That's one. But I, there's some others, but, I mean, just, it's hard for me to, I, to just look at a guy that's going to, you know, it's like really well-regarded prospect and say, you're going to bust. It's just hard. It's really hard because you hear a lot of uh, good stuff about them. Now, here's the thing with the Celtics. They own that 14th pick for Sacramento. So we have the 21st and 23rd pick. I'm not worried about that. Tonight, I'm having my eyes on that Sacramento pick. And we own that pick from Sacramento, technically via Philadelphia. And right now it has the worst odds in the draft. There is a 95.2% chance we get that 14th overall pick. 1.4% chance we get the fourth pick. 1.2% chance we get the third pick. 1.1% chance we get the second pick. And a 1% chance that pick ends up going uh, number one overall. But here's the problem. If it goes number one overall, the Sixers get the pick. And that would be a nightmare. That would be an absolute nightmare to get that ooh, get that pick stolen. So I definitely like the pick to hop in the top four, but I'm avoiding number one, which is just sad to say. Like that, that's uh, I doubt it'll happen. But I've seen stranger things happen. So, you know, we'll see. But now then we also could possibly get the Memphis pick. If the Memphis pick right now, it's got a chance to hop in the top four if it's outside of the eighth pick we get the pick so right now they're only lined up to either get the eighth pick or a top four pick if they don't get that eighth pick or the top four pick we get the pick if it's 9 10 11 or 12 and it can't go any farther than that so i i'd be pleased with the eighth the ninth pick if we get the ninth and 14th pick could we package to trade up now also where i was getting at this with um the fact that I, I mentioned if Terry Rozier leaves and Kyrie, now where does this put us at point guard? Marcus Smart? We don't have a point guard now. I don't want Marcus Smart running the point. This draft class consists of John Morant, who's going top three. So here's my here's here's what I'm trying to get at. There just aren't great point guards in this draft. You have John Morant, who you have really no chance at. Let's say you get the you know, you're not gonna get, let's just say right now, you only have the 14th pick. What's expected to happen? Now, we're going to go way more in-depth on this. I just want to bring up the topic before next episode of the fact that, because we'll dive into it. If we end up getting these higher picks, we'll talk about it. But right now, let's just say you just get the 14th pick. You don't get the Grizzlies pick. The point guards are John Morant, won't fall to number 14. Darius Garland, 5% chance he falls to number 14. Very, very low chance. I just think because of that injury. ESPN ranks him number four. I just think the injury might could bounce him down that far. And then and you have the 21st and 23rd pick. And then there's Kobe White, who's technically a shooting guard, but he can play point guard too. I, I give you a little bit of a chance there for sure. But then, you know, who's really there at number 14 for you that, that really in reason? Like, we're not going to sit here and take Ty Jerome or Shamir Pons at number 14. I mean, yes, you could take them at 21 or 23, but those are kind of more long shot guys. I want someone who's going to be pretty safe. And really, besides John Moran, I'm not sure who's a real safe guard to take. And I know you're not going to be able to always find that. And I can guarantee you, besides John Moran, you can find one more point guard that will work out. 
Darius Garland just a risk to me because uh, he's a great shooter, like great perimeter player. I thought he was a little ball hoggy, but he can also move the ball. But uh, you know, people say he's not as a facilitator. I don't think he's that great. He's you know trigger happy from three. Um, he doesn't really have a great defensive upside. And overall, coming off the injury as well, I just don't think he'd be a great fit for your team, like a perimeter threat. Like a, that kind of sounds like Terry Rozier, a little trigger happy from three. Not great defensively, but like there's him. Carson Edwards is one, but Edwards he he's one guy who's like you know will he really work out or is this just a college ph- phenomenon? We've seen a ton of those guards be college phenomenons, and like Curry was really one of the few that worked out. So you know you know he's up there, and I really like Shamir Pons personally. I really like Shamir Pons, but I you know I'm just not sure he's ranked in the second round for a reason. So you know that you got you got some options. Also Kobe White, but you're not you're probably not going to get John. Now I don't want to go too in depth. I feel like I did, but because I want to do a lot of this tomorrow, we're going to do this just deeper tomorrow. Because I actually really like talking about the lottery and these different options. It's actually really fun. I hope you guys enjoy listening. Uh, but we're going to go even more in depth tomorrow. I just kind of want to cover the surface and the idea for you guys because tomorrow we're going to get the real facts. Right now, this is what we're assuming is going to happen. We always know some things get shooken up in the lottery. Now we could end up with one of those. We could end up with that Memphis pick, that Sacramento pick. Pick could land in the top four. You never know. Maybe we don't get it at all. Maybe it lands number one be crazy doubt it but so you know nothing's official yet so i want to see how the draft lottery shakes out tomorrow we'll go all over the whole draft lottery and um this for the celtics and for the whole league but before we officially end a draft lottery talks uh i've heard a rumor that if the knicks get the number one overall pick they'll trade it for anthony davis now this is just such a knicks thing to do Oh, we're going to trade the first overall pick for, you know, just such a Knicks thing to do. Now, my question is, how would that work with the salary? Because now they have Anthony Davis. So this team obviously has two max slots. Anthony Davis gets played like a max player. I believe he's uh, he's up there in salary for, for a lot of money. Um, I know it's high. I just don't know the exact amount. I'm looking it up right now. But he, Anthony Davis is a guy, the Knicks have two max slots. So if you trade the pick... Uh, which is worth um, no money at the moment, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say, for a max contract, does that now take Kyrie out of the equation? It's KD and Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is better than Kyrie, but is it worth giving up Zion? Would you rather, let's just say this, would you rather have Zion, KD, and Kyrie or KD and one-year Anthony Davis? Now think about that if you're a Knicks fan. He's now all of a sudden you're like, oh, you know Anthony Davis, you know, what if Zion, you know, uh, all of that. You know what I'm talking about, all the what ifs. But think about it. Katie, Kyrie, and Zion, or Katie and one, potentially one year rental and a, a Anthony Anthony Davis. I mean, he could come back. If he comes back, then that's probably worth it. But uh, you know, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure I'd pull the trick like that, and that's tough. That's a tough one. For the Pelicans, I'm all over that. To think that I can get Zion, I'd be like, yes, please. Because for the Pelicans, that's a dream come true. It has to be. Sure, you're only getting one asset. You're literally getting one asset. Maybe they're looking for abundance, like, you know, L.A. But for the first overall pick, you get Zion. That could be your next Anthony Davis. Now, I, I personally, I'm not I'm not sure Zion will ever be, like, a top eight talent like Anthony Davis is. But he'll be up there. Uh, but... 
Zion will continue. Zion will fill up the seats for you and still be an all-star type talent. So you're just getting. I don't want to say younger Anthony Davis because they have different play styles, but in a way, you know, you're getting your next Anthony Davis, both hyped up prospects. Just Zion's even more hyped up. But you know, we'll see. I, I don't want to talk too much about this, but that would just be such a Knicks move to make. But yeah, now I'm going to get to my um my uh, NFL pre-preseason power rankings. Now, I told you all about it. I don't need to say it again, but I will. Meant to do it in the last episode. Sorry, I didn't, but you're hearing it now. So uh, first, we're going to start at number 32. So let's dive into that. All right, so first, before I start, I want to announce that this list doesn't necessarily mean this is the order I have these teams finishing. In a future episode, I'm not saying next episode, but in a future episode, I'm going to do my NFL, full NFL predictions. It's probably going to take up a whole episode. It'll be really fun. Uh, I'm going to make my, you know, predictions, official predictions. Some of these teams are going to be high. Uh, I can't really come up with an example off the top of my head, but some of these teams are going to be, you know, let's just say, for example, I'm just throwing this out there. Number 13 on my list, I might have number 14 Having, I might think number 14 might have a better season, but I just have number 13 power ranked a little higher than them just because maybe they end up finishing, you know, a win uh, worse because they had a tougher schedule or, you know, I just had them powering because they overall are the better team. But, you know, I'm going to pick some sleeper teams in my predictions. So, you know, we'll see. You'll hear about all of that. So this is just kind of like, it, it's hard to explain. I hope you guys can understand. It is a little bit of a mix on how I feel about the team, but most of it is just how power ranked they are. You know, I'm not saying the Dolphins are number 32, spoiler alert. I'm not saying they'll have the worst season. They, they just might, but I'm not saying they will finish with the worst record. Uh, but they will relatively be around there. That says something about where I put them. But anyway, enough rambling. Sorry about that. I just wanted to explain the, the rules here before you got mad. Uh, you guys can call in with your quick power rankings, anything you disagreed with, because this list was very hard and controversial. To make some of these were like, flip a coin. But number 32 wasn't too flip a coin. I had the Miami Dolphins, as I just said. I don't like the tank for Tua talk just because um, I'm not a huge believer in Tua. I want to see a little more from him. Again, I feel like this guy just kind of came out of nowhere because of that championship game. He's been solid, but against some of these better teams, eh. So, you know, we'll see with him. I just don't really like that, just yet at least. And the Dolphins, they have Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen. I really like Josh Rosen. Obviously, I'm not saying he'll be a future MVP, but I really like him, and I haven't given up on him just yet. But this team really doesn't have much. They have, you know, pieces on defense. This team just has a lot of holes. You know, you see a really good player here and a solid player there, but really they don't have much. They've got a pretty thin receiving core at this point with Jarvis Landry gone, Danny Amendola's gone. I mean, he didn't really make much of an impact, but they don't really have a quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen. Their run game, you know, Kenyon Drake still, eh. Not a saw, you know, not a fantastic goal line. I'm not going to go through the whole rundown. You get it. They're not a great team. Then at number 31, we have the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I hated on Kyler Murray a little too much, I will admit, but this guy is not a lock to succeed. And even if he does succeed in this first year, what else do they have? I think David Johnson's solid, but he's still a little bit of a shell of himself. And, you know, he's he can't carry a whole offense, but he's, you know, he's over average. But then you have a horrible offensive line. Kyler's not going to have many weapons. And that defense is pretty good. So it's tough not to put the Cardinals a little higher here. But it's tough to put them 
much higher, I guess, at the same time is what I'm trying to say. I definitely could have put them at 30 or 29. It's just because they got a solid defense. Patrick Peterson and Edgeman Trufant. You got Terrell, Terrell Suggs and um, just some other some other guys like Chandler Jones. So, you know, not a bad defense. It's just I, I just don't know how that can translate, especially with Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, you get the point. This team just should be pretty low in general. Then at number 30, with the Cincinnati Bengals. This team is just stuck. They're stuck with the mediocre quarterback in Andy Dalton, who's literally in his prime, I guess. They have A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd and Eifert when he's healthy. John Ross looks like a bust. And, you know, solid receiving core. But it's just you know, trouble to stay healthy, and the quarterback hurts. The O line has really struggled. Jonah Williams hopefully helps them out. Uh, I like their running back, um, Joe Mixon. I think he's underrated. I'm not the biggest fan, but I do think he's underrated. And then defensively, they just they don't have anything. They don't have much defensively. Bad O line, mediocre quarterback. Other than that, they have some weapons skill position-wise, but that team is just, they're a mess right now. And they're they are like the Cincinnati Jail Bengals. I don't know where that came from, but you get the point. They're just always in trouble. Someone on that team. Then at number 29, we have the New York Giants. Now, I think the Giants will take a step. I'm a believer in the Giants. I'm just not a believer in David Gettleman, Gettleman whatever you want to say. Taking Daniel Jones at number 6. Dexter Lawrence at number 17, and DeAndre Baker at number 30. I hated the Daniel Jones pick. Wasn't a huge fan of the Dexter Lawrence pick. I thought it was too high. And, you know, I liked him, but then I was like, you know what? I dig, dig, whatever you want to say. I dug in a little deeper. I like the DeAndre Baker pick a lot, but <sighs> overall, I just did not like their draft. Let's just say that. With OBJ gone, really all they have on that offense is a – O-line that's starting to improve, but, you know, how good is it really? Uh, you have the best running back in football, I think it's Saquon Barkley, but you don't have a quarterback. Your O-line's still developing. Your wide receiver core is just weird. Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, you know, uh, Evan Ingram, it's not horrible. Uh, not fantastic either. And your defense just has holes. Uh, you didn't fix your pass rush very much. It's still not that good. And your secondary is still weak with Landon Collins gone. So overall, I don't want to get the lowdown on too many of these teams, but I just did. I believe in the Giants, but I don't really believe in David Gentleman. I don't think they'll be a playoff team this year. Uh, and then on number 28, we have the Washington Redskins. Now, the Redskins, I just feel bad for them because they just have Alex Smith's bad contract. Now they got Case Keenum, but... You know, is Keenan really going to start? We got Haskins. And overall, they have, like, a solid underrated defense, I think. I thought they overpaid Landon Collins, but they have a solid defense. But it's just their defense isn't enough to carry that horrible offense into the playoffs. That offense is just horrible. Uh, they really have no receivers, no running backs. And really, it's like they're relying on Case Keenum or Dwayne Haskins to, like, you know, do a miracle with they average, little over average defense. You're taking a little over average defense with one of the worst offenses in the league. Just doesn't mix well. Um, but this Redskins team, they got off to a hot start last year. Maybe they do the same this year and continue that success. I just don't think they will. Then number 27, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers, I won't say they're the biggest wild card on this list, but they're they're a wild card because I felt like they were more of a wild card in the years past, but they're a wild card just because 
you don't you don't really know with this team. This team could end up overachieving like they have before and then underachieving. Bruce Arians could come back and really do something. You know, if James Winston can just kind of, you know, get his head straight and really play football and work hard. I know he's a pretty hard worker, but you know, him, Mike Evans, I think they got to find uh, a running back. I just don't like the backs there. Again, trying not to give the lowdown on some of these teams, but I love the Devin White pick. Uh, I thought he he's a great, great – I love Devin White. So that was a great pick by them. Uh, that should really help their defense. But overall, they're a wild card. They could jump up some spots. Just don't expect them to be in the playoffs. And then number six, uh, 26, we have the Buffalo Bills. Great defense here. Um, just the questions still lie in offense. Offensively, there's just a lot of questions. You have Josh Allen. The guy looks like he could be a solid quarterback for the future. You know, he has the great scrambling ability, a cannon for an arm. Just can he become a better decision maker, have better accuracy, you know, short to mid-range, and can we get him more weapons? The O-lines, the o- eh, LaShawn McCoy, I mean, what is he at this point? And the receiving core just does not look very good either. And a solid defense, it's just getting a little old. Guys like Quan Alexander on that defense. I like the pickup of Ed Oliver. I like his ceiling, and I think he can go somewhere uh, around that ceiling, but I'm just not sure about this Bills team. I think they could do a little damage in the AFC just because that defense, you know, I think they could pick up a few surprising wins, but I don't expect them to be in the playoffs. I think they're at that number 26 spot for me. Then at number 25, we have the Oakland Raiders. Uh, The Raiders are an interesting team. I think they overpaid for Trent Brown. Um... And overall, I like what they're doing to that O-line, though. I just think Trent Brown, you know, that's a guy like Dante Starnecchia uh, of the Patriots is the O-line whisperer. And I just I think he's a guy who, you know, helped Trent Brown. He almost ate his way out of the NFL, was traded for, like, us. They swapped, like, a fifth-round pick for – they swapped a, what, fifth-round pick for Trent Brown a sixth or something to the 49ers to trade down like 40 spots to get Trent Brown. He had a great year, but he does not deserve to be being paid that money. I just don't believe in him. Uh, I don't think they really have a running back. We'll see how Josh Jacobs works out, though. I like their receiving core with A.B., but that's it, you know. So I don't, I don't, I just don't know about this team really at this point. I think they could do a little damage again, just because they could surprise you with their game or two here, like they did with the Steelers. I think they're kind of like the Bills could get a surprising win or two, but I, you know, this Raiders team just—they're not there yet. And then we have number twenty-four, the New York Jets. I actually kind of looked at this Jets team and was like, this team could be better than I think. I think they could shoot up. I might, I might have them. Uh, do for a few more wins than uh, the number 24 spot would tell. But that's sad that the Patriots are, you know, four, three bottom eight teams basically at this point in the NFL. All right, so first before I start, I want to announce that this list doesn't necessarily mean this is the order I have these teams finishing. In a future episode, I'm not saying next episode, but in a future episode, I'm going to do my NFL, full NFL predictions. It's probably going to take up a whole episode. It'll be really fun. Uh, and I'm going to make my, you know, predictions, official predictions. Some of these teams are going to be high. Uh, I can't really come up with an example off the top of my head. But some of these teams are going to be, you know, let's just say, for example, I'm just throwing this out there. Number 13 on my list, I might have number 14 having, I might think number 14 might have a better season, but I just have number 13 power ranked a little higher than them. Just because maybe they end up finishing, you know, a win uh, worse because they had a tougher schedule or 
you know, I just had them powering because they overall are the better team. But, you know, I'm going to pick some sleeper teams in my predictions. So, you know, we'll see. You'll hear about all of that. So this is just kind of like it, it's hard to explain. I hope you guys can understand. It is a little bit of a mix on how I feel about the team. But most of it is just how power ranked they are. You know, I'm not saying the Dolphins are number 32. Spoiler alert. I'm not saying they'll have the worst season. They just might, but I'm not saying they will finish with the worst record. Uh, but they will relatively be around there. That says something about where I put them. But anyway, enough rambling. Sorry about that. I just wanted to explain the rules here before you got mad. Uh, you guys can call in with your quick power rankings, anything you disagreed with, because this list was very hard and controversial. to make some of these were like, flip a coin. But number 32 wasn't too flip a coin. I had the Miami Dolphins, as I just said. I don't like the tank for Tua talk just because um, I'm not a huge believer in Tua. I want to see a little more from him. Again, I feel like this guy just kind of came out of nowhere because of that championship game. He's been solid, but against some of these better teams, eh. So, you know, we'll see with him. I just don't really like that, just yet at least. And the Dolphins save Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen. I really like Josh Rosen. Obviously, I'm not saying he'll be a future MVP, but I really like him, and I haven't given up on him just yet. But this team really doesn't have much. They have, you know, pieces on defense. This team just has a lot of holes. You know, you see a really good player here and a solid player there, but really they don't have much. They've got a pretty thin receiving core at this point with Jarvis Landry gone, Danny Amendola's gone. I mean, he didn't really make much of an impact. But they don't really have a quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen. Their run game, you know, Kenyon Drake still, eh. Not a saw, you know, not a fantastic goal line. I'm not going to go through the whole rundown. You get it. They're not a great team. Then at number 31, we have the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I hated on Kyler Murray a little too much, I will admit, but this guy is not a lock to succeed. And even if he does succeed in this first year, what else do they have? I think David Johnson's solid, but he's still a little bit of a shell of himself. And, you know, he's he can't carry a whole offense, but he's, you know, he's over average. But then you have a horrible offensive line. Kyler's not going to have many weapons. And that defense is pretty good. So it's tough not to put the Cardinals a little higher here. But it's tough to put them much higher, I guess, at the same time as what I'm trying to say. I definitely could have put them at 30 or 29. It's just because they got a solid defense. Patrick Peterson and Dejman Trufant. You got Terrell, Terrell Suggs and um, just some other some other guys like Chandler Jones. So, you know, not a bad defense. It's just, I, I just don't know how that can translate, especially with Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, you get the point. This team just should be pretty low in general. Then at number 30, with the Cincinnati Bengals. This team is just stuck. They're stuck with the mediocre quarterback in Andy Dalton, who's literally in his prime, I guess. They have A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd and Eifert when he's healthy. John Ross looks like a bust. And, you know, solid receiving core. But it's just you know, troubled to stay healthy, and the quarterback hurts. The O line has really struggled. Jonah Williams hopefully helps them out. Uh, I like their running back, um, Joe Mixon. I think he's underrated. I'm not the biggest fan, but I do think he's underrated. And then defensively, they just they don't have anything. They don't have much defensively. Bad O line, mediocre quarterback. Other than that, they have some weapons skill position-wise, but that team is just, they're a mess right now. And they're they are like the Cincinnati Jail Bengals. I don't know where that came from, but you get the point. They're just always in trouble. Someone on that team. Then at number 29, we have the New York Giants. Now, I think the Giants will take a step. I'm a believer in the Giants. I'm just not a believer in David Gettleman, Gettleman whatever you want to say. Taking Daniel Jones at number six. 
Dexter Lawrence at number 17, and DeAndre Baker at number 30. I hated the Daniel Jones pick, wasn't a huge fan of the Dexter Lawrence pick. I thought it was too high. And, you know, I liked him, but then I was like, you know what? I dig, dig, whatever you want to say. I dug in a little deeper. I like the DeAndre Baker pick a lot, but overall, I just did not like their draft. Let's just say that. With OBJ gone, really all they have on that offense is a O-line that's starting to improve, but, you know, how good is it really? Uh, You have the best running back in football, I think it's Saquon Barkley, but you don't have a quarterback. Your O-line's still developing. Your wide receiver core is just weird. Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, you know, uh, Evan Ingram. It's not horrible. Uh, Not fantastic either. And your defense just has holes. Uh, you didn't fix your pass rush very much. It's still not that good, and your secondary is still weak with Landon Collins gone. So overall, I don't want to get the lowdown on too many of these teams, but I just did. I believe in the Giants, but I don't really believe in David Gentleman. I don't think they'll be a playoff team this year. Uh, and then on number 28, we have the Washington Redskins. Now, the Redskins, I just feel bad for them because they just have Alex Smith's bad contract, and they got Case Keenum, but... You know, is Keenan really in a star? We got Haskins. And overall, they have, like, a solid underrated defense, I think. I thought they overpaid Landon Collins, but they have a solid defense. But it's just their defense isn't enough to carry that horrible offense into the playoffs. That offense is just horrible. Uh, They really have no receivers, no running backs. And really, it's like they're relying on Case Keenum or Dwayne Haskins to, like, you know, do a miracle with a – average, little over average defense. You're taking a little over average defense with one of the worst offenses in the league just doesn't mix well. Um, but this Redskins team, they got off to a hot start last year. Maybe they do the same this year and continue that success. I just don't think they will. Then number 27, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers, I won't say they're the biggest wild card on this list, but they're they're a wild card because I felt like they are more of a wild card than the years past, but they're a wild card just because you don't, you don't really know with this team. This team could end up overachieving like they have before and then underachieving. Bruce Arians could come back and really do something. You know, if James Winston can just kind of, you know, get his head straight and really play football and work hard. I know he's a pretty hard worker, but, you know, him, Mike Evans, I think they got to find uh, a running back. I just don't like the backs there. Again, trying not to give the lowdown on some of these teams, but I love the Devin White pick. Uh, I thought he he's a great, great – I love Devin White. So that was a great pick by them. Uh, that should really help their defense. But overall, they're a wild card. They could jump up some spots. Just don't expect them to be in the playoffs. And then number six, uh, 26, we have the Buffalo Bills. Great defense here. Um, just the question, still lie in offense. Offensively, just a lot of questions. You have Josh Allen. The guy looks like he could be a solid quarterback for the future. You know, he has the great scrambling ability, a cannon for an arm. Just can he become a better decision maker, have better accuracy, you know, short to mid-range, and can we get him more weapons? The o- the O-lines, eh, LaShawn McCoy, I mean, what is he at this point? And the receiving core just does not look very good either. And a solid defense, it's just getting a little old. Guys like Quan Alexander on that defense. I like the pickup of Ed Oliver. I like his ceiling, and I think he can go somewhere uh, around that ceiling, but I'm just not sure about this Bills team. I think they could do a little damage in the AFC just because that defense, you know, I think they could pick up a few surprising wins, but I don't expect them to be in the playoffs. I think they're at that number 26 spot for me. Then at number 25, we have the Oakland Raiders. Uh, The Raiders are an interesting team. I think they overpaid for Trent Brown. 
Um, and overall, I like what they're doing to that O-line, though. I just think Trent Brown, you know, that's a guy like Dante Starnecchia uh, of the Patriots is the O-line whisperer. And I just, I think he's a guy who, you know, helped Trent Brown. He almost ate his way out of the NFL, was traded for like us. They swapped like a fifth round pick for, they swapped a, what, fifth round pick for Trent Brown, the sixth or something to the 49ers to trade down like 40 spots to get Trent Brown. He had a great year, but he does not deserve to be being paid that money. I just don't believe in him. Uh, I don't think they really have a running back. We'll see how Josh Jacobs works out, though. I like their receiving core with AB, but that's it, you know. So I don't, I don't, I just don't know about this team really at this point. I think they could do a little damage again, just because they could surprise you with their game or two here, like they did with the Steelers. I think they're kind of like the Bills could get a surprising win or two, but I, you know, this Raiders team just—they're not there yet. And then we have number twenty-four, the New York Jets. I actually kind of looked at this Jets team and was like, this team could be better than I think. I think they could shoot up. I might I might have them uh, do for a few more wins than uh, the number 24 spot would tell. But that's sad that the Patriots are, you know, four, three bottom eight teams basically at this point in the NFL. So, I mean, who knows? The Bills have made some additions. The Jets have made some additions. Again, the Dolphins have made some subtractions. But you never know. They always seem to kind of surprise a little bit. You know, I haven't let last. So, but I just think this Jets team. You know, they look at so many additions they made. Le'Veon Bell, who I think is being a little overrated, just because you know he looks like he put on a few pounds. But no, I I think Sam Darnold is probably their franchise quarterback. But again, he couldn't stay healthy last year. Threw fourteen picks and like eleven touchdowns. So I'm just not sold on him yet. Their O lines all right. Uh, again, just their receiving core isn't great. And overall, that offense I think will be under average, let's just say that. And that defense is just, they're actually pretty good. But then again, you, you have the additions to guys like C.J. Mosley. You have Jamal Adams, who's great. But you have a lot of these good, good players, but then there's just a lot of holes. And the Jets, there's just not a winning culture there. So I'm just not sure. They could definitely you know, go a few spots higher. Maybe they will end up going a few spots higher. I just don't expect them to have a great season to be honest. And then at number 23, we have the Denver Broncos. Now, I, I just, I, I'm just a little confused, I guess, with what I'm looking for with the Broncos. I didn't mind their draft, you know, getting a Noah Fant and Drew Locke, kind of their main guys. Like, Fant gives you a great receiving tight end. And then Drew Locke is a guy that um, John Elway loves. And I know Elway loves, like, every single quarterback. So he can love a mop. And just say, oh, I love this quarterback. Like, it just, that's kind of what it seems like at this point. But I just, I, th- I don't think Drew Locke's a horrible fit. Um, I was almost to the point where I was told they'd take him at number 10 and they traded down, took him in the second round. So it's kind of right about that prediction. But they just need to keep adding to that offense. That defense is slowly crumbling, though. I hate to say it because that defense is the no-fly zone. Like, that's a good defense. They are starting to crumble a little. They're still one of the better ones, but they're kind of like the Vikings, kind of crumbling a little. Uh, you see a piece miss, and all of a sudden these guys get a little older. Sorry about that. And overall, their offense just isn't good. I don't love their pass protection. Yeah, can Drew Locke and, or Joe Flacco, either of them, do it? And overall, that receiving core is just meh. Cortland Sutton, can he step it up? Can Emmanuel Sanders, you know, step up as the, you know, the, the big option with Thomas gone for the whole year this year? He's only gone for half the year last year. Hopefully, you know, a fan. 
the Denver Broncos could surprise some people, but my problem with the Broncos also is, you know, power ranked they're 23. They could finish lower than 23, and it might not be their roster's fault. It's the fact that you have the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Raiders who have matched up with you pretty well. And that Raiders team, you know, they might be at 25, but you never know with them. And the Chargers and Chiefs are, you know, two top, you know, at least seven teams. I'm not going to say where I have them both because I don't want to say top blank and I'll give it away. But you just have to stay tuned to see where I have them. But the Broncos are just a really tough division as well. But that I can't counter that in the power rankings. I have them at 23. Then at number 22, we have the Detroit Lions. Kind of like the New York Jets here made a lot of additions, but they just don't have a really winning culture. Yad Amendola, Trey Flowers... I thought they overpaid for that cornerback from Seattle. They really did. And I think their additions were a little overrated. Like, Trey Flowers is great. But some of these other guys that they got, like, all right, they did break the bank. They did good. But their signings were a little overrated. I still don't see them making a huge splash, especially because I think they're in a tough division. The Bears, the Packers, and the Vikings, those are three good teams that are in the playoff hunt right there. And the Lions might be, you know, you know, you know, have their have a finger have a hand reaching in for the playoffs, but they don't have much. I don't think they're really a true contender. They're just not really a winning culture at this point. And should is it time for that team to just blow it up with Matt Stafford? Like, should they just I, – I, I don't know. We're not getting into that anyway. Now at number 21, we got the San Francisco 49ers. Now this is – this could be – like, some of you, I think this is the real one where the first one that really kind of ticks people off. Maybe this was a little too high. I could definitely hear your argument for it. I, I just had them this high because I feel like their, their roster is actually not that bad. Their defense has some good guys here and there. They still have holes missing, but Solomon Thomas and Nick Bosa, Richard Sherman, D Ford, like that's a really good pass rush and a really good corner when healthy in Richard Sherman. I think that defense overall is pretty good and underrated. And then offensively, Again, Matt Breed is just kind of all I, – that guy, I just I, – I don't have a read on him yet, a really good read yet. And they get Jerk McKinnon back. I'm not a huge fan of their receiving core. It's not very good. Their O-line's horrible. But if Jimmy G can come back, he's over – I think he's overrated. But he's still pretty good. And if he can come back and be the Jimmy G that we hoped for – this I had the 49ers making the playoffs as a wild cracking like nine seven or ten and six last year. But then Jimmy G got hurt and they ended up being like the second worst team in football. <sighs> anyway, um, that was that was something else. But again, just, just throwing it out there. I might be overrating the 49ers here, but. I just think they have the potential to be number 21. I don't think they can go too much higher. I could see them. Their ceiling's like number 15, 16, if they really, really overachieve. But then again, I the thing about ceilings and floors is why I hate when a prospect comes in. Now, yeah, what was Tom Brady's ceiling? Like, again, the ceiling in floor doesn't mean anything. A player can just kind of come out of nowhere. But <sighs> I'm getting off track. Sorry. God, I hate when I do that. All right, number 20, we got the Carolina Panthers. A huge wild card. I don't believe in the Panthers. I don't. Their offense revolves really around a running back and a banged-up quarterback. Cam Newton is a shell of himself, I think. The guy really can't throw that well anymore. It's because of his shoulder and that protection there. Their receiving core isn't great. It's full of role-playing receivers like DJ Moore. Like I, I, I just I don't love that receiving core. Greg Olson's all right, but he's always hurt. I see him more in the booth than I do on the field. And 
you know, he's just always banged up. Cam Newton's always banged up. Like Christian McCaffrey, if you have a running back carrying your offense, I'm sorry. That protection there is just horrible. I don't really like their receiving core. I think Cam Newton's just banged up way too often. If you have a quarterback who really is just always kind of hurt, can't really throw the ball, really can only run with it. I'm not a huge fan of those types of guys. Uh, you know, Michael Vick, whatever, that's... Again, getting off track, but I, I just don't like the fact that you're revolving your offense around Christian McCaffrey, and McCaffrey's great, but revolving your offense around a running back just doesn't work in today's NFL. They're a big wild card because the Panthers could slip into the playoffs, but I just don't think they will. That defense is just a mess as well. That team is a whole mess, and if you ask me to step in that Panthers front office, I'd really hesitate. Uh, I have better options. There are teams below the Panthers that I would gladly take a job in their front office. Gladly. Some other teams that are a little more structured, like, you know what? We're not that good right now, but we're aiming for the future. The Panthers are all over the place. They're a mess. They're a wild card. They're a mess, and a wild card I don't believe in. Then at number 19, we have the Saxonville Jaguars. Uh, they can definitely be a playoff team this year. You heard it here. I mean, I'm not saying they will be, but they definitely could. What happened last year, I don't know. That defense is amazing. It's just the offensive side of the ball. I like Fournette. I just want to see him. You know, He needs to cool down a little. Let's get our health back together and our mental side of things. I just think that team needs improvements. Uh, offensive tackle. I mean, I'm pretty sure they drafted Jawan Taylor, didn't they? I'm pretty sure. I This is one I just forget because I thought they'd take Jawan Taylor 7th overall in the mock draft that I did a long time ago. Yeah, he's on the Jaguars now, so hopefully he works out for them. But really, I did not like the Nick Foles signing. I think Foles could come in and be all right for them. It's just four years, 88 mil for a 32-year-old quarterback. He's just seemed like a system guy. Like I just didn't like that. Just, they just need receivers there. Uh, hopefully, Jawan Taylor can work out because that offensive line isn't very good. And can Nick Foles really? It really goes down to Nick Foles because we know the defense is going to produce. But can Nick Foles? Nick Foles can do what he did in Philly. That's a playoff team. But if he's truly assistant quarterback, Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be right at the seventh pick right again next year. And they pick Josh Allen, dude, to bolster up that defense. God, they're so good. Then number 18, we have the Baltimore Ravens. This team, some people might have them at 12. Some people... 18 is about as low as they get. I just don't really like this team. I think their defense is crumbling a little. I think Eric Weddle, Earl Thomas, is that a addition or subtraction? I think that's a subtraction. Um, this Ravens defense relies on a safety with Weddle gone. Weddle struggled, but Thomas struggled as well. He's coming off that injury. So, you know, I'm not sure there. I think they're still going to have a very good defense, but they're starting to age a little, kind of like the Broncos. They're just crumbling a little. And offensively, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, can he, can he really throw the ball? Uh, Marquise Brown was a good addition. I just don't think it's a great fit. Uh, Mark Ingram, can he come in and do kind of what he did in, uh, New Orleans, I think he'll just be inconsistent, to be honest. I'm just not sure on this team. I'm just not sure on this team. They could make it to the playoffs, or they could go 7-9. and nine. They're a wild card as well. Uh, three wild cards in a row right here. This is kind of a wild card section. And another somewhat of a wild card here, the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, at number 17. I have them slightly ranked over the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, I do. I think you lose Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, big losses, but you still have Juju Smith-Schuster. You still have James Conner, Ben Roethlisberger, and a young, underrated defense. Now, I'm not a huge fan of that defense, but especially with Devin Bush. Devin Bush is that playmaker they needed, and they have him now. I like their pass rushers like TJ Watt. You have that playmaker in Devin Bush. You know, can the secondary step up? 
I just want to see, can the secondary step up? Can Ben Roethlisberger step up without AB? And can some other receivers step up? Um, just all those types of things. They're going to need guys to step up, but they're a bit of a wild card as well. You either have them, you know, they're either, you know, they could win the division or they could finish third. I don't think they'll finish below the Bengals, but they could be all over the place. Then we have the Tennessee Titans, who I don't think are a wild card. They're number 16. They're going to be like number 14, number 17 on people listed. They're just mediocre. That's all they are. Their defense is average. Their offense is a little under average. Um, I, the thing is with it, you're Ryan Tannehill. Marcus Mariota just can't stay healthy, and even when he is healthy, how great is he? Derrick Henry... He's a, he had a few nice weeks there, but he's not really, you know, thrilling either. That receiving core is average. Like, just everything about that team is average. You know, they're not really a wild card. They, they, they might make the playoffs. They might just miss, but they're just so average. It's hard to really call that team a wild card. But here's one that's kind of a wild card. There's a lot of wild cards here. I'm just going to stop saying if they're a wild card or not. You get the point. You can determine that for yourself. The Atlanta Falcons at number 15. Call, some people are going to be like, what? That's way too high. Did you just see what they did last season? Yeah, I did, and I, I like this Falcons team, to be honest with you. Uh, they Their defense was banged up all year. Matt Ryan is still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. They have a great receiving core. If Devontae Freeman can come back healthy, that's going to add yet another weapon. They... They picked two offensive linemen in the uh, first round. I don't like either pick, but if one of those can work out, again, what do they need to upgrade? The interior pressure on Matt Ryan really killed them. That was the number one thing. If you got interior pressure on Matt Ryan, he's going to struggle. So if you can protect that interior, Matt Ryan's going to light some defenses up. And then you just need to improve on the defensive side of the ball where literally it seemed like everyone was getting hurt for the Falcons. So they just need to stay healthier and protect Matt Ryan's interior. And uh, yeah, I'd still say make a few upgrades on the defensive side of the ball. But overall, I like this Falcons team, and I think they could make the playoffs, definitely. I think some people are like, yeah, last year, well, things could definitely change. Then at number 14, we have the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh, some people are like, ooh, that's way too low. Some people are like, they're top 12, not 14. Their offense revolves around Ezekiel Elliott. They run the ball as much as they pass the ball. And I just don't like that type of system. It's a passer's league. And Dak Prescott's great, but how great is he? Uh, you know, you got Amari Cooper. I'm not going to go down the whole thing. I like this Cowboys team, and I definitely think they could win the play, uh, make the playoffs. I just think no team ever wins that division twice in a row. That that had to play a factor. It just had to. It's just it's not a coincidence at this point. I think the Eagles will win that division. But the Cowboys, you know, maybe you're saying I'm underrating them a little. They could definitely be like as high as number eleven. Uh, I, I could definitely see them finishing. A, I could see them honestly doing better than, like, the five, six teams in front of them. I could, but I just don't know. Uh, I, again, you'll hear officially from me when you hear my uh, record uh, thing. But it's just my power rankings. Then we have the Green Bay Packers. Again, I'm not a huge believer in them, but power ranking-wise, you have Aaron Rodgers. The receiving cores, it's banged up, but it's it's holding up there with the guys like Devontae Adams. Uh, they're running back. I forget his name, but he's actually – underrated. Uh, they have David Bacardi. I, their offensive line needs work, but they have some guys there. And defensively, they really made some good upgrades. So yeah, look for that. I like the Darnell Savage pick. Some people hated it. I actually liked it. So we'll see how they do. I think last year was a bit of a fluke, but at the same time, not sold on that team uh, just yet. But power rank 13. Unlucky number two.
Then at number 12, we have the Seattle Seahawks. Again, this team's just kind of all over the place in a way. You have Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagner, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's about it. They did add DK Metcalf, but again, this offensive line's horrible. I'm still not a big uh, big fan of this receiving core. Doug Baldwin's gone now. So you're Russell Wilson, you rely on Russell Wilson to do everything. And Pete Carroll, give him credit, he coached amazing last year. Uh, to use those running backs, like he had sucky running backs and just utilize them all. And that team averaged the most yards per game. Again, Russell Wilson pitched in, but he didn't even run a ton last year. Their running backs, he utilized them so, so well. Just a punch of, you know, under-average guys. He gathered four or five under-average running backs, put them all on one team, put them all in one system, rotated them, made it hard to game plan. It's not a bad idea. Because you take, you know, these guys aren't great, but you can't game plan really for all of them. So they're not horrible either. But again, defensively, what do they have really besides Bobby Wagner? I, I just not sure this team make the playoffs. I didn't believe they would last year. Thought they finished behind the Niners and the Rams. But they proved me wrong. Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagner, even Frank Clark, I guess. But uh, who knows with the Seahawks team. I said I wouldn't say it, but they're a wild card. All right, then at number 11, we have the Minnesota Vikings. I guess I believe in this team too much to put them this high. You're like, no, wow, you're putting them this high. But I just really like this team. I think their defense is a little crumbling a little, but it's still very good. Kirk Cousins is a soft quarterback that'll never win you a Super Bowl, but it'll do enough to get you to the playoffs, or it should. And I love their receiving core of Kyle Rudolph, Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen. That might be the best receiving duo in the league, Thielen and Diggs. Dalvin Cook's not a bad running back. The offensive line needs work, but uh, they got Garrett Bradbury. I love Garrett Bradbury. So I just really can't identify too many holes with this team, you know. Maybe keep adding to the offensive line. You know, you got to make Kirk Cousins tougher. But, I mean, this is still a really good team to me. Underrated team. I really like them. And I overrate them a little, but I just like this Vikings team. Then at number 10, we got our top 10. Uh, God, this is a long episode. But anyway, just moving on. Number 10, we got the Cleveland Browns. I think this team... Finally made it out of the misery days. I love Baker Mayfield. He proved me wrong, but I really love him. Uh, he's perfect fit for the trend of today's NFL, um, using the middle of the field. That's just the trend nowadays, and he fits perfectly into it. They have great running backs, Kareem Hunt. I love Nick Chubb. Love Nick Chubb. I think he's going to be a great running back for the future. You have OBJ, Jarvis Landry. They got some good receivers as well. And I think they got a little too many flashy receivers. Like, get those tough receivers that run in the middle of the field and take those hits. Like, OBJ and Jarvis Landry just kind of those downfield flashy catches. Like, I want to see, like, a real tough receiver on that team. But overall, I'm all right with it. I like their defense. They got guys like Jamie Collins, Miles Garrett, super underrated, Denzel Ward. Uh, they got some great pieces on that defense. And, you know, the list goes on. And, um... I'm pretty sure they added Sheldon Richardson as well. So they got they got some pieces. That Cleveland team's looking real, really good, and I like that team a lot. I like I love Baker Mayfield. I didn't like to pick at the time. I won't lie. I was screaming at the TV like, this is why the Browns can never pick a quarterback. But he's proved me wrong, and now I like him. Um, so then number nine, we have the Houston Texans. This one can also be a little too high, okay? But that defense might be the best in the NFL. It might. might just be. 
the best. You know, it's up there. Might not, it's at least probably top three, top four, I'd say. And then you have Deshaun Watson, who's a great quarterback when healthy. DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in football. Will Fuller's a great receiver when healthy. They just need to keep improving O-line. I don't like Lamar Miller, so they need a better running back. They need a new tight end. They need um, better O-line. I think they need a third receiver at least that can do some that's at least reliable because a reliable second option that plays third because Will Fuller's always hurt. But that defense is really good. You have a great quarterback, best receiver in the league. Will Fuller's a great second option when healthy. Not great, but good. They just have some holes there that are hurting them, but uh, hopefully they can figure that out. I, I think that Texans team's earn that number nine spot. Then number eight with the Philadelphia Eagles. I believe they're going to bounce back this year. Uh, barely squeaked into the playoffs and made a nice little run. But the Eagles, you know, they really – what holes do they have? I mean, that often just can't work with Carson Wentz. But on paper, you have a great quarterback, very good receiving core. And that Zach Ertz really helps because that receiving core, like Alshon, Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar, is great. But you add Zach Ertz, that really helps. Jordan Howard is overhated, I think. I think he's still not that bad. That offensive line is really good. And their defense, there's not a lot that can go wrong in that defense as well. So, you know, little, little holes that really hurt them, especially some chemistry issues. But uh, also, Doug Peterson's a great coach as well. So that Eagles team, I believe they're going to win that division. Then at number seven, we got the Chicago Bears. Missed the kick uh, to the Eagles last year, but I had them slightly over the Eagles just because it's that second year that offense really going to thrive. Um, Tariq Cohen looks like he's finally taking the reins at running back. He'll be just fine back there. Mitchell Trubisky, I'm still not sold on him, but he had a good year last year. I think he'll improve a little. Again, still not sold on him, but, you know, he's looked solid. Not a bad offensive line. Uh, the receiving core definitely needs some additions. I'd say that's one of their bigger holes, but they've made it work offensively. They've made themselves a little over average offensively somehow. And then defensively, though, they're a nightmare. Might be the best defensive team in football because they just have Khalil Mack. They have a nightmare of a pass rush, and their secondary is very good. The pass rush really helps out that secondary and makes them look even better than they really are, but that Bears team is really scary. Then at number six, we have my Colts. Uh, not technically I'm a Patriots fan, but second, Colts. I love the Colts. And I have them at number six. They just have a high-powered offense. I think they are a little overrated, to be honest, but – Power rankings, uh, and power rankings uh, means I, I can't really put that in the – you know what I'm saying. Andrew Luck just has to stay healthy, and I think they just need guys in defense to step up. They pick some nice guys. Uh, Darius Leonard needs to have a similar year, I think. They just need to make some additions like the secondary to the pass rush. The defense really they where they're only going wrong, and I think they need another receiver. Uh Here's my thing with, uh, what's his name? Eric Ebron. I think, you know, he's just a red zone target. I really like him, but I just think he's just a red zone target. They need another receiver. T.Y. Hilton and Eric Ebron add another receiver. But that offensive line is might be the best in football. It used to be, like, the worst. Now it might be the best. They need a new running back. They need – they have a lot of holes, but where there aren't holes, they just they, – they really – they're a really high-powered team. They, they just really are. They really flipped the switch last year. There's a high-powered team that has a lot of holes, but they just make it work, and they've earned that number six spot. Then at number five, we have the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, I don't think the Chargers team will be a top-five team this year. I'm really not sold on that, but power-ranked-wise, on paper, they just look great. 
They have a great receiving uh, running back group. Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler. They even have another great third option. Phillip Rivers is still a very good quarterback. Uh, their receiving core, Keenan Allen uh, company, is very good. And their defense is super underrated. Melvin Ingram, uh, Joey Bosa, they have a very good pass rush. Derwin James, uh, they, they even have some more guys you know, I think there's spots to fill in here, and they're looking for their next future quarterback. I don't think they'll be a top five team, but power ranked wise, they're they're in that five spot. They're going to be a, a really good team. Uh, but then again, I just don't think they'll end up top five. But we'll see in my uh, predictions. But then at number four, we have the Kansas City Chiefs. Now this one was tough because the defense really weighed them down. The fact that you know Tyree Kill could be gone. You know, if you take away Tyree Kill, that's an average receiving core. You don't really have a great running back. Um, your O-line's all, you know, your O-line's hanging in there. You just have a phenomenal playmaking quarterback. And then you have Chris Jones on defense and Tyron Matthew. But other than that, you really don't have much defensively either. You really struggle defensively. One of the worst teams last year that's probably going to continue. You have a few nice players, uh, you know, Chris Jones and Tyron Matthew. But other than that, you don't have much. And then offensively without uh, Tyree Kill, you'll still be over average for sure. But you're just going to think Patrick Mahomes there. And then at number three, we got the Los Angeles Rams. I had to put the Saints ahead of them. The Rams look like a team with no holes as well. Like Jared Goff isn't a hole. I'm not a huge believer in him. I think he's a system guy, but he's still not a hole. Todd Gurley's very good. C.J. Anderson is the backup. And the receiving core is awesome. The O-line there could use a little work, but it's still not horrible. Um, and the pass rush very good. The secondary is very good. I just say they want to try to add an O line piece and some better linebackers, but really, there's just not really much there that's bad. And Sean McVay is a great coach as well. But I had to put him at number three because I think the Saints and the Patriots edge him out. But who takes the number two spot? The New Orleans Saints mean the Patriots take the number one spot. That was mostly because they're the champs, and I'm a Patriots fan. There was some definite bias there, but you can't really argue too much. They're still a great team, the Patriots are anyway. Even if you're a Patriots hater, uh, they hate us because they ain't us. And the Saints take the number two spot. Drew Brees, I, they, that's a high-powered offense and a great defense. Really, there's not. I don't want to go through every single roster. This is a long enough episode already. But this Saints team is deadly. Like they, I think they serve to go to the Super Bowl. That played a little factor, but not not much. Power rank wise, though, Drew Brees is better than Jared Goff. Alvin Kamara is great. Michael Thomas, I think they need another receiver alongside Michael Thomas, but he's phenomenal. That defense has really stepped up its game in the past few years, especially this year, and have stepped up to be one of the more elite defenses. And the number one, the Patriots. Patriots obviously have a lot of holes that they're trying to fill as well, but they always make it work. Tom Brady's still uh, the best quarterback in the league. So much bias there, but I still believe he is, especially after that championship. Bill Belichick's still the best coach. I had to put them at number one. They just won, and I'm a Patriots fan. But tell me, uh, what do you think about this? Do you agree? Do you disagree? You can send in your quick power rankings. I don't want you to spend. Um, obviously, if you spend 25 minutes talking about it, I, I can't really uh, put it on the episode. Um, but if you just want to run through your quick power rankings, I don't need to hear much of an explanation. Uh, we can kind of chat back and forth, obviously. like You can send it in. I'll put my comments on it, like, why was this guy here? And then you can explain the things that I, you know, want to explain. Like, I'll be like, oh, why'd you put this here? And then you can explain that. I don't want you explaining every single thing like I did because I can't 
put that on the episode. It's just it's too much. So you can just quickly do that if you guys want. Anchor mobile app, type in after the other sports talk, send a voice message, anything you want, any questions. I just forgot we talked about the draft lottery. That took so long, the NFL power rankings. But I hope you enjoyed hearing it. I know maybe me blabbering on about everything. Like, yeah, yeah, I know, go on with the list. But that's just me. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, today's episode. Again, go follow my Instagram, after the buzzer sports talk, all lowercase, no spaces. Uh, again, call in what you disagree with. Maybe make your own little power rankings list, and then I'll, I'll, I'll give you some feedback on it on how I feel, obviously. You can't really be wrong with it, but I'll just say what what I think personally. But, yeah, anyway, thank you guys for listening. Enough of me blabbering for now. Until next time. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you next time.